Now on Netflix. Inspired by the unbelievable true story of a fake hitman comes the new movie, Hitman, from Academy Award nominee Richard Linklater. At 96% certified fresh on Rotten Tomatoes, critics are calling Hitman a smart, sexy crime thriller with surprises at every turn. Starring Glenn Powell and Adria Arjona, Hitman. Now playing on Netflix and in select theaters. Rated R. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. The night shift can be a wonderfully quiet and calm time of day to work. However, it can also be extremely creepy, like these tales. Number 1. From 2008 to November 2012, I worked as the full-time computer tech at a primary school. It was well known for being hundreds of years old and very, very creepy. The site manager who looked after the grounds wouldn't be there by himself after hours unless there was a break-in or some other kind of emergency. He told me after this event that something had unsettled him in the past and that I should be careful there on my own. During the summer months when the school was closed, I was working overtime setting up hundreds of netbooks to be given to students in the forthcoming school year. And on one evening of boredom at home, I decided to work overnight, from 9 till 5, as I had the freedom to be a night owl and have a hard time dragging myself out in the daylight. My phone rang. My desk phone rang. My internal calls only desk phone rang. Now, I'm used to this phone ringing throughout the day when I work usual hours, so my arm shot to the phone and lifted the handset with the efficiency of three years worth of muscle memory. In the one second that it took to lift the handset to my ear, my brain had chance to figure out that this phone should most decidedly not be ringing at 2.30 in the morning, and secondly, that I'm the only person in the school tonight. Silence. I could hear nothing but a ticking clock. It sounded to be some distance away from the handset, and was most likely a wall clock in a classroom. I then heard something unmistakable, a passing car. This led me to believe that this call was coming from a classroom on the second floor closest to the one road that passes by the school. A quick check of the incoming call extension revealed me to be correct. Number 143Y4CW. I went to check it out. There were five locked doors between me and the creepy phone, and after filling with what seemed in the dark like hundreds of keys, I arrived in the shared area between the year four classrooms. The unmistakable tick-tocking of the clock was loud. You don't hear a clock ticking during the day in a noisy classroom, but remove the children, the teachers, the pens and the pencils, and suddenly these small sounds become very, very large. After a few seconds, the motion-activated strip lights had warmed up and were lighting the room. The light stunned me a little, but even so it was obvious that the phone was off the hook and placed neatly beside the dock. I picked up the handset and noticed that the battery was super low. I assumed it had been left on the work surface since before the end of term and was now acting strangely due to the low power available. I've seen electronics do this before. 
I place the phone in its charging dock, to which it gives me a very happy beep. I decide to return to my office. Now familiar with the keys and the darkness of the corridors, it only took me about five minutes to return to my office. Almost as soon as I sat down, my phone rang again, with the same extension number, and seemingly, no caller at the other end. I placed my phone on loudspeaker, and sat listening to the tick-tocking, and fired up the CCTV viewing software on my laptop. Usually this would be a bad idea, as we didn't have infrared night vision cameras, but because I'd visited the particular phone, I had activated the motion lighting, which has a 15 minute timer before switching itself off, so I knew I'd be able to see the phone, or at least the general area. The phone was on the side, bathed in light. It had somehow left its dock, and had dialed me, again. I decided to look on the CCTV to see how the phone had moved during my trip back to the office, but I was unable due to not having the password for classroom recordings. Technically, footage of children getting changed for PE lessons, etc. was on there, so it was locked with a password that I was not aware of. I didn't make a second trip to return the phone to its dock. I left it to die, so that it couldn't call me again. Number 2. This is my first time writing on here. This has to do with me working the night shift at a nursing home. There are a few stories that I have that I still cannot explain. There are three floors in the assisted living area of the nursing home. Personal care, where all the patients needed full care, being helped with bathing and dressing. And then there was an assisted living area where only a few residents would need help. The first story I'm going to share was when I was working in the personal care unit. I was folding the clothes to put them away when I heard a distinct call for help. It sounded exactly like one of my patients that needed full care. I heard a screaming help. I walked down to her room and she was fast asleep, snoring away. So I brushed it off. A few minutes later, I was folding clothes again and I heard the same exact scream for help. I went to investigate, but once again the resident was sleeping. I brushed it off as if I was hearing things. But again, I started to fold the clothes, and I heard the scream as if it were right next to my ear. I ran out of there and wouldn't go back unless I had a co-worker with me. Still to this day, I don't know why she was calling for help, but she was asleep during this time. A few weeks later, she was admitted into long-term living due to falling out of her wheelchair, screaming for help for half an hour before someone heard her. On the first floor, which is part of assisted living, there was a gentleman who passed away a few weeks before I started to work there. He'd go out nightly between 12.30 and 1 for a cigarette. He would use the elevator to go down to the smoking area right outside the lower level. Now, with the elevator, it dings every time you press a button. Like when you're opening the door, or when the door opens, it makes this dinging sound every time. Well, after he passed, we used to see his call bell go off and light up almost nightly. That stopped after another resident was living in that room, but every single night, between half twelve and one a.m., we would see the elevator door open and close without making a sound. Exactly fifteen minutes later, it would come back up to the first floor and open and shut again without making a single sound. We would all just tell Larry to enjoy his smoke, and when he returned, we would welcome him back. 
Number three. I work the graveyard shift at an inpatient mental health facility. We specialize in mental health and substance abuse rehabilitation. Because some of our patients are in danger of hurting themselves or others, it's my job to check their disposition every 15 minutes. I open the door, shine my light on the beds, and make sure they're still breathing. Well, it was the weekend, and we'd just got two patients suffering from a schizoaffective disorder in, and we had to put them into the same room. I thought it was marginally interesting because they both claimed to be Jesus, and I was curious to see how it'd play out. So I'm doing my rounds at about three in the morning, and I open the door to see one of the patients crouched on the ground. He's down, gorilla style, squatting with his knuckles on the floor. He doesn't respond to me shining my light at him, so I say, Hey buddy, are you okay? He continues to stare unblinking at me, not making any movements. This isn't too uncommon, but it was pretty fucking creepy. I decided to move in and see if I can redirect him back to his bed. As I step into the room, his roommate, who had been hiding behind the door, jumps on my back and starts to choke me out from behind. Panicking, I use his momentum and give him a little hip toss so he goes rolling off my back and onto the floor. I call for backup and then the attacker scuttles across the floor to his friend and crouches next to him in the same stance and I realise I don't get paid enough for this shit. It turns out they had conspired together and decided I was the Antichrist and needed to be eliminated. It wasn't the attack that bothered me, it was how coordinated it was. Number 4 Last night was just like any other night at work, at least I thought it was going to be. I work nights. Don't get me wrong, I love working at night. I've never been much of a daytime person. I arrived at my post around 1900 hours and proceeded with an inspection and count of inmates present. I returned to my desk to get my paperwork in order and to log into the computer. In front of my desk there's a recreation yard door with shatterproof windows that make up about 70% of the door. It's this way so we can observe the inmates while they're on the recreation yard doing whatever. The yard had a basketball pole, and in the corner a water fountain. I was in the middle of logging into the computer when I heard a loud thud against the doors, and watched a basketball falling away from them, and simply stop in its place shortly after hitting the ground. The only question in my mind was, who the hell threw the basketball? At night, no inmates are allowed on the recreation yard. I went out to the yard and just looked around. It's a large area completely surrounded with concrete and shatterproof glass windows, with a razor wire and chain link for a ceiling. I looked around, but there wasn't even the slight hint of someone else being out there, so I just stood around for a while, enjoying the slight feeling of being outside. While I was just hanging out, I looked back at the basketball and observed it starting to move in odd directions. I say this because the floor slopes into a drain at the centre of the yard. I watched for about a minute or two, as the basketball went up the slope, zigzagged round the yard, and between several of the balls that were on the floor. All in all, it was an interesting sight to be seen. Trying to rationalise the situation didn't really help. There's not much room for wind to reach the floor level of the yard, and besides that, it wasn't even windy in the slightest. I've seen odd things happen here before, so it really didn't surprise me as much as it should have, so I returned to work. The rest of the night was running smoothly, 
all was quiet, and I was reading a hunting book and just kind of relaxing. It started raining at half three. I could hear the thunder and see lightning, which was kind of ominous when shown through chain and razor wire. It was just a normal storm here in sunny Florida. I watched the storm for a little bit, and then decided to walk through my dorm and perform an inmate check. It was around 3.50 in the morning, so everyone was soundly asleep in their cells. I began to walk upstairs when I heard the shower in the downstairs corner come on. The shower buttons are a simple but effective pressure switch that takes some force to get started and generally run for 15 minutes when activated. I continued my count but was not surprised in the least when everybody was still in their bunks asleep. I then went down to the showers and looked inside. As was to be expected, no one was in the area apart from myself. I waited for the timer to turn off the shower, but 15 minutes went by and it shut down, but then the one beside it would start, and vice versa. This continued for a while. Sometimes you just can't help but to chuckle about things that are out of your control, so I ignored it the best I could. Although other officers kept walking by, asking why I was letting inmates shower that early in the morning. I got a little kick out of making them go tell the inmate to get out of the shower. The look on their faces was worth it. About quarter to six in the morning, the showers finally decided to stop for the night. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. During breakfast, several inmates said I was being an asshole for playing with the showers so early and tapping on the cell doors throughout the night. It wasn't until some of the older inmates explained to the younger ones that I don't play games. The funny part is I've worked in this facility for going on seven years, so it's not all that new to me. But that deer in the headlights, frightened child look on a grown man's face when he puts two and two together still makes me laugh. It really shouldn't surprise them that an older building that has had nothing but negative experiences would be haunted. Hi guys, Brimstone here. Just wanted to say as always a massive thank you for watching. If you enjoyed the video, please feel free to like, comment, share and subscribe. And also check out the rest of the videos on my channel. I'm sure there's something else that you'd like here. So, until next time, sleep tight.